Hi my loves, welcome back to Love, Sex and Magic. I'm so excited that you are here and I've been so looking forward to having a conversation with this guest for ages. I have been following her incredible work in the social justice arena the uh, socio-economic arena, uh, the anti-racism arena, and she's really a trailblazer in helping us show up in real liberated leadership. Um, this woman is making huge waves. Her name is Andrea Renee. She is the founder and director of Whole Self Liberation, a platform and organization dedicated to creating resources and programming to support people as they heal, grow, get free and lead. She's the host of a podcast called A Call to Serve, the author of a poetry chapbook called Love, Manifesting, a collection of poems and prompts for those seeking love and justice. And she's also a singer and songwriter. So I personally absolutely adore following Andrea Renee. Like I always really resonate with her work and I really feel that you guys are gonna get so much from this conversation. I found it so nourishing for the soul we talk about how we can really start to dismantle these systems from the inside out how social justice work is really a part of our spiritual work and self-development work and how we can really start to see it in the same way um, we talked about 2020 and just how she is um, how she is managing her energy in this in what's going on in the world and um yeah just how we can all show up online in healthy ways and share our truth and share our voice and lead even if it's imperfect so let's get started let's dive in with this episode so without further ado here is andrea renee andrea thank you so much for joining me today i'm so grateful to have you on as a guest I'm so excited to to have this conversation and dive in here. Mm, me too. When I discovered your work earlier this year, there's no other way for me to describe it other than just feeling like a soul yes for everything that you were sharing and how you were showing up and the real kind of sense that I get when I consume your content is that you are really about you are for people's sovereignty. That's really like a word that I associate with you and your work. So I'd love to start there. Like, what does sovereignty really mean for you? Hmm. So, oh, sovereignty. Um, I think often when we're talking about sovereignty, it's it might be in the context of like, a monarchy um, where we talk about like a ruler of a specific region of land is a sovereign, or we might talk about God or um, some like higher power as sovereign. Um, and it has this element when we often talk about it, where it's like they're sovereign, we're not like we are at their um like at their whim of whatever they choose to do. But yeah. what I like to do with my work is, um, is invite folks and remind folks that they are the sovereign. They are the, the ruler 
of their own domain, their, their body, their, their, their life, um, their experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's like really, it, it comes down to when I think about sovereignty that, um, the lives, the lives that we make are made up of the decisions and, and actions that we, that we make and we take. Um, and, and that comes back to sovereignty. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So I know that you are really, um, you're really passionate about not just these, uh, these big social justice issues, but that we really include this as a part of our work. We can't like be on this, um, spiritual path or like making these changes within us, within our world. If we're not also looking outside of our world and looking at how we need to shift things on a collective level, I'd love if you could like talk into this and share like, how this passion um, has grown and built over time and, and what you see happening now this year. My entire life, I've, I've been like asking these simple, but like big questions about like, uh, why is the world the way it is? How can I help? <laughs> um, why, why have these like different um, events, tragic, um, terrorizing whatever, um, horrible events happened at the hands of, of humans, um, in our, in our history. Um, and, and what can I do? Like, it keeps coming back. Like why, why this? And what can I do? Why this? And what mm -hmm. can I do? Um, and I've, I've, yeah, I've been asking those questions since I was little. And, uh, I, I think, just in my own exploration of what my answers are to, to that and, and just learning more about um, history and learning more about just people now and um, the state of the world as it is. Uh, and then also just experiencing more of myself and, and who I am and everything. Um, it's like, it's hard. It, calling it a passion feels like it's like separate from me because it's really like, this is mm. me expressing myself. Yeah. Um, and cause it's just, it's, it's questions and, uh, possibilities that I hold inside of me that I like want to experiment with and, and see what happens and, and, um, just use the, the power that I have to influence where and when I can, um, a, a different way of being in the world. Mm. Do you remember like the first time in your life when you looked around and kind of realized that we were in these systems that were so problematic? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It was a, uh, a rough time for me. Um, I think, so first, when, when I got into high school was probably one of the first times that I like really had to think about myself in the context of like social identities, um, where up until that point, of course, I knew I was black, <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't something that I thought about often because it wasn't something 
that like I had to navigate um, in, in terms of how other people were interacting with me uh, that changed when I got to high school and in um, up until I was like 13, 14, the schools that I went to, it just, it, it wasn't something that was at the forefront of my mind. Um, so that was an interesting to navigate, interesting thing to, to, to be with. Um, but it wasn't until college really until I was about 20, um, that maybe 21, it was around the time where, um, the, the, the summer that Mike Brown was killed, um, in Ferguson and then, uh, Eric Garner and, uh, Tamir Rice and um, and then I found out about um, a few other people uh, was like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is where I stand and this is where my my family that is black, my friends that are black, everybody <laughs> that is that is black in in the United States especially stands with this with this country and it was like oh shit and I cried for like two weeks um and it was it was a rough time because it was also like around like midterms or finals or something um and had papers to write (laughs) I was a mess and and just constantly watching the the news and like checking for what was going on in terms of the um, like judicial proceedings, um, around each of those cases. And if people were going to get the police officers that, um, killed those people were going to get indicted. And I was just like, I was wrapped up in it. And it was like, I think about that time as like the time that my, that like, I got my heart broken by my country. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was like, of course I knew and had experienced racism um, before in my life, but I think for some reason at that point, it just really sunk in with me, the the pain and the grief of being black um, in this country and in this world, because it's, it's not just in the US, um, at all (laughs) um so yeah that's that's like the moment that I that I think about yeah I just want to I just want to read some some of your own words to you which really moved me all of your writing really moves me you just have such a way with with how you express things and put things across but this particular part this particular post I I want to read to you because it's about what you're talking about This system isn't broken. It's functioning exactly as we've allowed it to. The system isn't broken. It's a reflection of our individual and collective decisions and actions. It's easier to project blame onto the people and systems that are outside of us than it is to engage with our own responsibility and accountability. To be with what is within and in our world and ask ourselves, what now? 
There is a comfort in asserting that we must reform, dismantle, or abolish a system while also avoiding the questions that are most vital. What is mine to do here? What is my responsibility? How are my decisions and actions upholding this way of being, this culture, this system that I say must go, and what am I willing to do about it? Oh my God, just, just hearing, just reading it again, just gives me goosebumps because you're so right. It is, it is not the systems out there. It is this, we are all a part of this. We've all contributed and we are contributing by our way of being. I'd love if you can speak more into this for our listeners and and for me to just hear you um, talk about these, the way of like acknowledging that this is a, an inner job as well as kind of looking Mm -hmm. outside of us. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's the same thing that happens in when like when you start to dive into like spiritual or personal growth work where you start to like instead of being like oh they're the problem that it's it's they're the one like I wouldn't feel this way if they didn't do this. Um and we start to come back to like oh I have some choice. I have some, um, some, some control about what I allow myself to experience, um, and about like who I decide to, to have in my life and and so on and so forth. Um, it's, it's that on a larger scale, still with the individual at the center, but, we, when we start to talk about economic problems, social problems, um, problems around like how we deal with uh, reproductive rights and disabilities and um, the environment and, and all of these different topics, um, all of a sudden we go, oh, it's the system. It's the, the system needs to change. The system, it's the um, we we have to we have to tear down the system, <laughs> um, and and we're we make it into this big thing, and then a lot of us get go into powerlessness around it because it's so big. How do we change a system? How do we change a culture like that? That's bigger than a, an individual, um, <laughs> but the 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 system. There, there is no, like when we talk, when we, if we talk about our government, wherever we are in the world, whatever government we have in place, that does not reside in a building. That doesn't reside in a computer. <laughs> it doesn't reside in, in like these t- tang or like inanimate things. It resides in the humans that are making it run mm-hmm. or that are building it or that are dismantling it. The system isn't this thing that's like outside of us. That's like this blob (laughs) um, that we can't really um, touch or feel. It's, it resides in the people of the system, the people that are navigating the system, the people that are at, um, in, in power, like immediately around how they can, influence the system it's in the people that are the benefactors or um that aren't (laughs) the benefactors of the system it's in all of us and um really to to name that feels a little bit like 
risky <laughs> um, because then that means that we're responsible because mm-hmm. we can't just blame the politicians or the the people who are um, it like very close to like making decisions around how a certain system works. We have to think about what's my role in this. Mm-hmm. What's and what do I want to do about the the changes that I want to see, um, and that requires work. <laughs> that requires um, possibly looking at. Oh, okay, I I'm not okay with patriarchy. I'm not okay with white supremacy. And then you gotta go. How am I upholding this mm-hmm. in my life and how I relate to myself and how I relate to my my family, my friends, my children, my coworkers. Um, the people at the grocery store, the people that make my food, how am I reenacting this there? And that's some tough stuff to look at. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it's, it's necessary. That's, that's the only way anything is really going to change is if we actually look at how am I upholding this within myself? Um, because if we just try to change everything outside of us, Mm it doesn't reside there. <laughs> the, the system doesn't yeah. reside there. It resides here. And so we might make some, we might make a really um, dysfunctional, dysfunctionally made house look really pretty, but the foundation is going to give out at some point. So um, yeah, that's what I got on that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for me, starting to really like look at these aspects of myself, it's it's women in the spiritual space and in the personal development self-help world, we talk about shadow work, which is, you know, looking at the parts of ourselves that are ugly and it's not necessarily, you know, acts of what we would see as acts of violence or like individual things where we have it consciously caused harm but you know from what I've been really understanding and navigating is it's it's about things that you don't say it's a thing it's about where you don't use your voice and where you don't stand up where you could and where you don't use the power that you have or you don't even realize that you have the power to create change so you don't say anything um and I think a lot of the a lot of the pieces that we actually really need to look at and really need to get intimate with are not the things that we outwardly um say or do but the 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 quiet thoughts or assumptions that we make about people the beliefs that are like so uh so hard to find and pinpoint but when we do and we're able to like go into those and actually like well why do I believe that why do I believe that like where does this even come from then we really start to see like how insidious this is and how we're we're you know we're all in this kind of we're all swimming in this poisoned water and drinking it in um all the time Mm -hmm. and I think you know one one thing that I feel like is kind of being said a lot is like well what can I do I'm just one person what can I do and I'm sure you hear that all the time from people that are just like how can I make a difference? How can I, I'm just one person. Like, wh- like, what can I do? Like, what do you, what's your advice for anyone that's feeling powerless when they really wake up to like, just how embedded in us, all of these uh, issues really are. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, One thing that I, I think about is like, yes, you are just one person, which means that like you can't fix it yourself. <laughs> like you are not, and like, there's no way that any one of us alone could fix all of these problems because all of like, when we're talking about collective problems, problems that are, are of this, are the human race, <laughs> the human race has to fix it. The, the collective has to come together and create solutions around it. Um, so it, the world is not on your shoulders. And even that point is a place to go, what's that about? That I feel like I have to fix it all myself. Mm. What, what's, what's that about? Because that's definitely something that's, that's related to, <clears throat> it can come back down to um, patriarchy. It can come back down to, to white supremacy where there's this like, I'm all alone and I have to do it myself Mm. or I have Mm. to I have to fix this Mm. and no (laughs) no we have to we have to work on this um if we want like if if there's a world that we want different from this one we've got to do the work um Mm. but it's a we not an I and at the same time the 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 I is important because <laughs> it's an important piece of the collective. Um, you're, you're one person. Yes. There is so much that you can do just being one person that we don't realize. And so we, we swing from like superwoman <laughs> to, <laughs> to like damsel in distress when it comes to these, these things where we're like, there's nothing I could possibly do or I have to take it all on myself. And it's a cycle because we realize mm-hmm. I can't take it all on myself. So there's nothing I could possibly do. <laughs> and, um, it's let's, let's come down to the middle and recognize you have so much power. You have so mm-hmm. much that you can offer, not like taking, donating, volunteering, getting involved in protests and, and all of that, taking all of that off the table. What are you, what world are you creating through your relationship with yourself? Mm. What world are you creating through your relationship with your friends and your family? Mm. What world are you creating through your relationship with your children? If you have them, what, what world are you creating through the work that you're doing? Mm. Whatever that looks like whether you have a job or a business, what, what, what are you doing there? Mm. And let's just talk about that. Mm. Like there's so much that you can do there. There's so many decisions we make every single day that we take for granted. And we think that this is just how I do it. But maybe this small decision that you're making, you don't even realize the, the impact that that's having or what that might be upholding what, what cultures that you say you're against or that what ways of being that you say you, you don't want to live into, that this little decision is, is, um, is supporting. Hmm. So let's go, let's go there. Like you make a million decisions a day. <laughs> so let's look at those decisions. You have so much power there. You have so much that you could just plant seeds with for, mm. for new worlds. Mm, 
Can and you give like, a couple of examples of that, like those little, yeah. little decisions? Um, I think, well, let me talk about myself. Um, <laughs> I, uh, let's say like, if you're you're not wanting to be rooted in a culture of punishment. Um, for me, I have a, a no for prisons and um, like incarceration. And so <laughs> I could I could go all kinds of places and try to influence, prisons. <laughs> um, but I have no business doing that because I have no, I, I have no influence at like, in terms of going, going to an actual prison or going, like, I have no interest in getting into politics. <laughs> I have no interest in, in doing all these things that like directly will, will influence, um, that, but there are a lot of ways in which I can indirectly plant seeds for a culture where punishment is not our go-to when somebody does something that we don't like or when somebody does harm mm. or when somebody does something that goes against our code of ethics. Um, and so where I start, instead of trying to change the, the, the government, the, the legal um, realities around that, I go to what can I do right now and how am I for myself? How do I uphold a culture that, that prioritizes punishment over healing in myself? When I do something that I don't like, when I do something that does harm, when I do something that goes against my own code of, of ethics, how do I <laughs> uphold a, a system that makes mass incarceration possible within myself. How do I punish myself? Which I do. And we all do in different ways because it's, it's in the air. It's something that we, we learn to do when somebody does something wrong. Um, we, we judge ourselves or we judge them or uh, we, we shun them and, um, cast them out of our, our lives or whatever it is. Um, how am I doing that to myself? Mm -hmm. How am I um, putting parts of myself in a cage because I'm not okay with it mm -hmm. and going there or in my relationships, in my friendships, in mm -hmm. my, my family, <laughs> like when somebody does something that I don't like, how, how can I uproot any ways in which my go-to is to punish? Mm. Um, that's just one example and I could give. Yeah, no, I think, that's an, I think that's an amazing example. And that's just like really, that's just really helped me like have uh, uh, some kind of shift or I don't know, something when you were speaking about that, I really, it's like really landed for me, um, like where we are upholding these systems within ourselves without even knowing it, but like really being that introspective and being able to see like, okay, if I say that I'm not for 
let's say we're putting the finger out there because I've definitely done this. Like the governments are corrupt. The politicians are corrupt. Um, like looking within myself, like where am I upholding any kind of corruption in my life? Mm-hmm. Where am I choosing ego or power over what I know to be deeply true in my heart and showing up with love? And yeah, instead of like they're doing this, recognizing that, yeah, and, and I'm a part of that. Like that's what we have all created as a people, yeah. not just like us in this lifetime, but for centuries and ge- for generations, like all of the choices of our, of our ancestors are also ours. inside of us. They are mm-hmm. ours and it's ours to change. Um, and yeah, I, I saw another thing on your on your Instagram, which again just gave me full body chills, and it said, "You are the system and the revolution." Mm-hmm. And um, I heard I was just watching a speech this morning that um, Marianne Williamson gave, and she said that the the decision to take care of our earth should not be like a left or right decision it's Mm -hmm. beyond left or right we should be you know where is the heart where are the where are the morals and the ethics here it shouldn't be like a left or right thing what to that to that effect I'm paraphrasing Mm -hmm. but she said that you know forever the human race has gone through these kinds of things where we rise up as a people and we create the change and we we do that through being the change that we want to see and humans have been doing this it's just our time to do that is now this is the this is the time for our generation to do that and what I see happening and I don't know if you see this as well but because of social media obviously it's great in that like everyone's got a voice and everyone can share things that they deeply deeply care about and be there be this voice for change and impact more people but what I see and what I've definitely experienced myself as someone with an audience is like this kind of real pressure to show up in a perfect way and to to really have everything to know all the answers to know the perfect thing to say and to not quite to, you know, it's been hard for me to, um, share from the heart and then not have this like constant anxiety around, did I get it right? Have I upset someone? I hope I haven't caused more harm with that. Have I, um, said the right thing? Like, uh, do you have any advice for like really like speaking and leading in, in the middle of the mess without getting it perfect? Cause I think a lot of people, even people without any kind of platform or audience are afraid of like people seeing what they're sharing and them getting it wrong or being judged or they and so they say well I, I, I better just say nothing because I'm scared of getting it wrong or upsetting someone mm-hmm. yeah that's huge um yeah so my my go-to answer with that question um is just the, the reality is and I have a post like this um on Instagram where it's like you're gonna do harm you're, you're going to make, make mistakes. You're going to say something that will uh, offend someone else um, or that someone else will will not like. And that's just, just reality because <laughs> you're a human and there's other humans that are going to like engage with you and there will be difference in, in how you see things and how they see things. And great like (laughs) that's actually I would I would rather have the reality that when a human comes in contact with another human that there's going to be difference I would rather have that than the alternative where we all 
are just on the same page <laughs> and we all think about things in the same way and we're all robots. Um, that's. Oh yeah. Or oh, we all say nothing. Right. <laughs> um, so that's just a reality. And so if you're, if you're going to share your experience and you're worried about, well, what if, like, what if this isn't the right thing to say? Or like, what if I hurt someone with this? Or what if I offend someone? Um, getting, getting okay with the fact that you might, you might, um, and okay, if that happens, what do you want to do to take care of yourself? How do you want to respond to them? And making that plan from the get-go, rather than trying to avoid that happening, which then either waters down what you're trying to say or completely like silences, like you silence yourself um, because you're worried that you're, you're going to say something wrong, wrong, <laughs> which is just not like it's that's also a piece is the the good bad right wrong binary um is one of the most constricting binding things that you can do to yourself um and so it's it's really a, a practice of um getting okay with yourself and knowing that if if someone has something to share with you, <laughs> some feedback about how they have experienced you, building up a practice of holding what you have with regard, holding what, what you said and shared with regard and holding what they have with regard. Like you don't have to diminish what you said just because someone doesn't like it or because someone said that they're hurt by it. Mm. You don't have to completely abandon what you were trying to say because somebody else had a different reaction than you thought that they would. Oh, that's, that's hard. That's, a, yeah. that's <laughs> triggering. Yeah, that's triggering for me because, um, yeah, I have definitely shared things throughout this year and then someone's someone's not agreed or someone's I can tell that someone's upset by it and I've gone oh shit let's take that down (laughs) I don't want to upset people and um instead of just like really standing in no I really do believe this I really do stand by this truth and and really like accepting it's like that honoring self and honoring other you know Mm -hmm. uh, both at the same time and not betraying yourself or diminishing or censoring yourself like that that's another thing like censorship obviously is very big right now you know a lot of people are uh, a lot of doctors and scientists and and people are being being censored in in ways and there's I think there's a lot of kind of misinformation out there and no one really knows what to believe so but that's another thing like how to go back to what you just shared in our last point like how are we censoring ourselves? How are mm-hmm. we stopping ourselves from speaking our truth and sharing our voice? Yeah. So, mm, gosh, 
Amazing. <laughs> I would yeah. love to uh, hear you share more about liber- liberatory living and whole self liberation. This is your your venture. I, I mean, it's, it seems like it's it's your calling and your life's work to do this and to hold space and create communities of people who are really committed to being this change. So I'd love to hear you share more about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Okay. Liberatory living, um, is uh, liberatory living. I, I, I hold as a lot of what we've been talking about where it's like really looking at what world do I want to live in? What world do I want to create? Um, and, and, and doing that, just like answering that question alone, (laughs) um, can bring up so much stuff, but like really when you're diving into, into that question, like, what are the things that you don't like about, what's happening in the world. Like what are the things Mm -hmm. that make you angry or um, give you a lot of, of grief or um, upset? Uh, What are the things that you feel really passionate about? Um, And you see different possibilities for what things could be. What's, what's this vision that you have for what the world could be and really getting specific about it. Because I think often, um, especially in this, in this world of like, really looking at spirituality and everything where we go, I just want peace. I just want, I just want everybody to love each other. I just want, um, I just, at the, at the very least, like want us to like get along. Mm. What does that look like though? And, and what, what does that, what, what do you mean by peace? If that's what you have, mm. what do you mean by love? What does that look like? How, how, how would that look going back to like the mass incarceration, how would that look if we're all loving each other when someone does some harm to someone? How do, and how do we approach that? What does that look like? And getting just and exploring that more. So doing all of that work and then going, okay, what am I willing to do about it? (laughs) And what am, what am I willing to, to shift and change in how I am being, what I'm doing, um, what I'm creating in order to plant seeds for that world to come to fruition Mm. Um, and doing that across the board and in all these different ways. And that's what um, whole self liberation is, is about is really looking at all these different ways, all these different pieces of our lives um, where you can dive into like, how are you relating to your skin? Like this, the, the largest organ of your body you're um, the the person that's teaching a, a class on this in whole self liberation. Genevieve um, talks about how your skin is your first boundary, and like how are we relating to it? Mm. How are we relating to um, how how are we engaging in the act of parenting, which is one of the other classes in in the school whole self. Um, how are we engaging around um, our creativity? And, and what are the ideas and beliefs that we have about our creativity, which is like a vital thing when we're talking about what world do we want to create? What do we want to see differently in the world? We have to have access to and be in relationship with our creativity. And so many of us aren't because we're like, I'm not creative. Like I'm not, I didn't do well in, in art in school. Like, I didn't. <laughs> like um, And we discount ourselves, but our imagination is this precious thing when we're talking about changing the world. Mm. So it's, it's looking at all these different things that we would think 
maybe are like more mundane or like aren't political or aren't connected to different systems of oppression or um, different things in the world that we want to change, but they are. Um, and having space to uh, to dive into that, that's what whole self liberation is, is for, is mm-hmm. to dive into different classes where you can explore that with different teachers. I love it. You know, what's coming up for me as I hear you share that is this is what we all should have learned about in school. (laughs) I really feel that, you know, what I try and do with with my work is really teach topics or, you know, help people explore topics that I think we should have all learned as we Mm -hmm. come into this world. And I feel like you are you are doing exactly that. You're helping stumbling adults <laughs> who mm-hmm. uh, who don't know this stuff because we've not been we've not been taught this like ha- like that is just blows my mind really that like everything that you are talking about just feels like it should be like a part of like the life curriculum for yeah. like being a human <laughs> on this planet and like yeah. surviving and thriving and relating to each other mm-hmm. it seems like it's just it's obvious that this is how we should all be raising ourselves and then it's, it's people like you that have to then come forward and say well I'm creating this this is this is what I'm creating and I think you know the other side of looking at at this is we've not before now we've not all had this amazing opportunity to like use our voice to create an online school and get people to enroll and teach people the stuff that is really important. So I just want to say thank you for doing this amazing work, your, your visionary, uh, creative skills and your, your heart and soul really come through in everything that you share. So thank you. I will for sure be linking the, um, whole self liberation in, the show notes Mm -hmm. um so i always ask my guests on love sex and magic three simple questions the first one is what is something right now that you are loving (laughs) i'm kind of (laughs) embarrassed um but no i'll own it um uh ariana grande just came out with a new album (laughs) and i um i'm 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 loving it I'm loving it. At first, at first listen, I was like, mm, I don't know, Ariana. <laughs> um, but I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm a huge fan of, of her, her work and her like work ethic. Um, so that's, that's one thing that I'm loving right mm. now. I'm just listening to it. So it's on the top of my head. <laughs> I love that. I love this. Uh, next thing, next question is what is something that turns you on? Well, what, what first came to mind was when, like when someone, and it could be anybody, but when someone is like, like realizes something new and like, and, and, uh, like freeing about themselves, <laughs> um, and, and like has this moment of like, Oh snap, like I can do, like I can do that. Or like, I can, I can be this way or like, I can, like, I love that. Oh my God. I love that too. When you see like the walls just kind of crumble or the veil Mm -hmm. is like lifted and and then like, Oh my God, (laughs) they see in the world in a whole different lens. Your life must just be full of those kind of moments. I just had one of those (laughs) moments the other day on a, on a call where somebody had just like realized like they were kind of like not owning that their work was revolutionary and someone in their life was like, 
no, it is. And they were like, no, I don't, I don't think you understand what's like, what's going on here. Like, no. And I was like, this person sees you. And they were like, what? <laughs> what? I, and I was like, you're, what you're doing is revolutionary. <laughs> and oh, was, wow. oh God, I have chills again, just thinking about it. I love it. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. And then uh, my last question is, when was the last time you experienced magic? Hmm. The last time I had sex. Uh, oh my God, I love that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Cool. I was just going to give you the space if you wanted to share any more details <laughs> on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think, um, I, for me, sex, like growing up something was something that was like, not okay to talk about. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but was like very much something that like, I, like, I recognize at a very young age, like I'm a sexual being. <laughs> um, yeah. and like, oh, it's not okay to talk about. It. So, um, <laughs> but I think I've I have going back to like when somebody like realizes something that's like freeing um, in themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I think just over the last few years, I've been um, getting more and more okay that. I love sex. <laughs> um, and that has made when I do have sex, it it's made it more magical. Mm. Amen. Just like <laughs> dissolving the shame and the baggage around not being able to talk about it or own it or really fully love it. But yeah, we are yeah. sexual beings. And I think owning that part of us and really bringing our sexuality into like it's our life force energy like it's how we're all here how can that part of us have been so abandoned and buried and shamed it's um yeah so I I feel that you know a woman in her sexuality and owning her power um Mm -hmm. in that way is is what we need as well definitely it's all a part of this conversation of becoming the whole self Mm -hmm. so beautiful well, Andrea, I've absolutely adored having this conversation with you. Um, where can everyone come and find you and get more of your work in their life? Yeah, well, uh, if you're interested in whole self liberation, finding out more about it, all the classes and everything, you can go to wholeselfliberation.com. Um, and we're also most active on Instagram at whole self liberation. Um, and, uh, just for, for me, um, on Instagram, I'm at Andrea Renee J on all of the social medias. Um, but I'm mostly active on Instagram and YouTube at Andrea Renee J. And then my website is at Andrea Renee. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, we're going to head into our collective community now to take some more hey. personal questions. But thank you so much, Andrea. I'm really excited to uh, to share this with everyone and hope that everyone has enjoyed listening. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I hope you absolutely loved that episode. I hope it has inspired you to dream bigger and to create that vision for your future. As always, if you want to join us and go deeper, come and join us inside the community. We have an incredible group of women chasing their dreams on this sole mission in life. We have workshops in there. We have workbooks, coaching calls with me, and of course, extra bonus content from all of the podcast guests. So until next time, hit subscribe, share this episode if you loved it, connect with me online and yeah, I'll see you for another episode next week.